the Malt Whiskey Chill podcast. This podcast is best enjoyed, responsibly of course, with a dram, the traditional measure of scotch. Our shows can be found at www.maltwhiskeytrail.com where you can also plan your trip to the world's first malt whiskey trail. Now, let's get into the show. Slanchava! This week we join legendary whisky writer Charles McLean for a special two-part edition. Coined to Scotland's leading whisky expert, Charles holds many accolades including Keeper of the Quay and an MBE. In this first part we discuss how his career began, the relationship between whisky and writing and his favourite dram. Can you tell me a bit about yourself and what you do? Um, my name is Charlie McLean, I am a writer principally. Um, and I've been doing it for so long. I've been writing about whiskey for the, when I started in 1981, so, so we're talking thir- th- no, 30 years, aren't we? 40, yeah, 40, 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> My maths are very good. And, the, um, um, and I've been in the game so long now that the, I, I do, under usual circumstances, I travel a great deal talking about whiskey, doing tastings on behalf of clubs or brand owners or whatever. Um, in 2019, for example, I was 23 times abroad to 17 countries, and so, which was too much, quite frankly. Um, so to some extent, this lockdown business has been a bit of a relief, um, a bit of a relief, although I'm, I'm, um, there's no substitute, as we were just talking about, there's no substitute for, for uh, Zoom, there's no substitute for um, virtual tastings, for, for real tastings. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's what I do, and the... Um, um, Yep, work for a f- freelance writer, and I suppose I might be termed a consultant. I hate the term, but the uh, consultant to the industry. I, I have worked and do work with pretty well all the uh, Scotch whisky companies, and the um, and they've been great. So, well, as you as you will know, they're a terrific bunch of people. You know, but you know the producers, the consumers, the management, even um, they're, they're they're a great bunch. So I have no regrets. It's funny. I- Every sort of biographical insight I've seen states you as starting work in 1981. But my question is, what were you before then? How did you? What, <laughs> what, what was that date that suddenly made you become? And you've been called, you know, Scotland's whiskey expert by the Times. What was, you know, when did that happen? Well, um, I went. I spent most of the 70s trying to decide what Neville was going to do. So I first went to St Andrews University. And then I went to Dundee University and did a law degree. So that was a 70, 73, 74, 75, two-year um, law degree to Edinburgh, supposedly to start my articles, my apprenticeship in 76. And the, um, but I was still carrying a couple of subjects, which, which I had the degree, but I, the, uh, I, I didn't need it for, for a practicing certificate. And so I then gave up my apprenticeship and went to Edinburgh University for a year to pick up these extra subjects and then resumed my apprenticeship um, and soon realised that the law was not for me. Um, uh, and while I, was, while I was doing my apprenticeship, the, um, um, I, I had met Sandy McCall-Smith and the, uh, so together he came up with the idea of setting up a literary agency. Um, so we, we did this in, I think it was in 77, the, 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 we started as a limited company, McLean Dubois. The, um, it was quite funny, because <laughs> the story behind the name, because the, 
literary agents is usually named after the principal, so A.D. Peters or Curtis Brown or whatever. And so Charles McLean Literary Agents, it didn't seem to me to have a, a ring. So Sandy and I had a, had a pint or two in, in, in a bar in Edinburgh and to discuss this. And we went round and round and round. And, the, um, and then Sandy said, you know, we're looking at this the wrong way around. We should be thinking about what authors we want to attract. And, uh, and I said, well, that's fine, Sandy, but uh, well, how do we do that? Well, he said, I think the time has come for another book about my times in the Foreign Legion, you see. And, the, uh, and I said, well, that's great, but how do we make sure the Legionnaire come, come to us? He says, well, that's easy. We call ourselves Jean Dubois literary agents on the basis that all Legionnaires change their name to Jean Dubois when they, when they, when they join the Foreign Legion. And so that, out of that came McLean Dubois. And so, wow. So I've traded as McLean Dubois ever since, although it, the limited company was long closed down, and the uh, so I, as I'm a sole trader now, and the uh, so that's how I spent the 70s, and then um, literate. So I got out. Of, got out as soon as I qualified, I got out of the law and um, went to literary agency full time. Promptly starved, used my art qualification to work in a couple of art galleries. Ricky, um, I was the administrator for Ricky DeMarco for a year. Or maybe slightly more, and the um, uh, agency was still running. Then we started to. Um, this time I had a well by by eighty nine by seventy nine I guess um, I had taken on a partner, business partner, and the um, and we were st we were being asked to write ghostwrite books initially by publishers, or they would phone up and say, "Have you any have you any authors on your books who might be able to help so and so to write a book about such and such." The first one actually was a, a biography of Hercules the Bear. I don't know if you, a grizzly bear that escaped from Benbecula. And the um, I can't say I've read it. It was, <laughs> it was, it was ghost written. And the, uh, um, and then, the most significantly, my I had a first cousin who had been in advertising in London, and he came to work as an account director in uh, in Edinburgh. Um, and the agency he was working for, Marr Associates, highly, highly creative agency. The principal, Colin Marr, was the uh, was the, he was a design genius. He was a he was a um, he was a, a designer, not a not a writer. And they didn't have an in-house copywriter, which is unusual between between times. And so Simon and I became the the the, the writers for Marr Associates because Donnie was working for. He was an account director with with Colin Marr. So um, he gave us a, a brief, um, you know, how to take an advertising copywriting brief, you know. And so that set us off. And indeed, the first job we did for, for Colin was um, one of three DNAD awards, like the Oscars in advertising. And the, um, so that set us off. And the, 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 so then the main thrust came as commercial copywriting, mainly to design agencies. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, yeah, it happened that the the the, the first job, the, the first whiskey job that I did was for Bell's in 1981. It's purely by chance. Yeah, so you're one of those frustrating stories where it's just like, oh, I just I just fell into it, and you go, well, how does how does that work? But that's how most things work. I like, know. Honestly, it's, it's an awful lot of luck involved. I mean, I, I've never I've never followed a plan, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but would you say now, now that you're talking and all about writing would you say it at the heart are you would you consider yourself a writer or a whiskey expert first 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a writer first, really. The, and then, the, the, in, um, in what way are they combined? Because I, when I was talking to Alexander, it was funny, he was saying whiskey writing is so unique because I suppose in, in advertising and stuff, the language is so flamboyant and over the top and perhaps more descriptive than that. And he says, but whiskey language is very concise and often not fancy and it's what you smell and what you taste and so much driven by the senses that you can't, lie or make it fancy in a way yeah sensory evaluation um so yes the there is a, a methodology of how you how you go about it but the language that you use is really um open-ended and it's figurative it tends to be it's it reminds me of or it's you know i'm I'm not smelling orange peel, but it reminds me of orange peel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, um, so you can build together a, 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 a verbal flavor profile. And it, it is pretty essential because, you see, the, 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 there are um, scientific machines. They're, they're typically called, um, well, the basic one is the um, liquid gas chromatograph. And that will measure the chemical components in a sample and give you a, give you a readout of how much sulfur is there, how much esters, how much aldehydes, whatever it is. But that doesn't really tell you very much. It's a crude instrument. They're very expensive in the, until the... Um, but the, there's nothing so sensitive as the human nose. And, the, um, and, and so th that's why, you know, you, 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 you try and be... Well, to do the job properly, you try and be... It's a combination of subjectivity and objectivity because obviously one's own memory bank is... Um, Different, mine's different from yours, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm drawing on my memory of, of smells to 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 create a, a, a description of the um, the sample in, in, in front of me. Um, but you can you, you the the I mean, smell the the, the uh, is objective. It exists, you know, and so you 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 try and be as objective as possible while still being subjective, and the. The way that you write notes depends, to some extent, on their purpose. Mm -hmm. um, the the if, um, you know advertising, you know if you, if it's if you you're trying to give a, an idea to a, a consumer of what this whiskey is is going to taste like. You've done so many tastings and must have tasted a thousand drams. Which one's your favourite? And if that's going to cause <laughs> tension amongst friends, what is there? Or even like your first dram when you know. When were you going? Okay, this is this liquid is something special, and it deserves to be written about. Well, the last time I attempted to count, which was some years ago, um, I was uh, just about doing a thousand samples a year. Oh my goodness! And the the and this is judging competitions mm -hmm. as well as the, these detailed notes and so on. Um, so yeah, I'm, so I'm exposed. I'm 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 blessed being asked to look at. Um, you know some extraordinary whiskies, and the um, so, in truth, you know, I, I really don't have uh, certainly in malt whiskey, I don't have a uh, one favorite because I'm so aware of how well, in effect, any distillery is capable of producing a superlative whiskey, and that same distillery is capable of producing a dog. Mm -hmm. It depends, it, a lot of that depends on, on the cask that it's um, been matured in. But there again, the, 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 my go-to sort of drinking whiskey is um, the, the Delphi blend, because I was involved in putting it together um, in 93, and, the, and that became the sort of 
house blend. Adelphi's an independent bottler, of course. Um, and I, I was the, I was a non-exec in, in Adelphi, and the, um, um, and the nose helped working with Jamie Walker, who had revived the the company. It, it had, the original Adelphi had belonged to his great grandfather, um, and the, um, um, and then he and he borrowed some money from his granny um, to start off, you know, and she she was a, a blended whiskey, blended Scotch drinker, and the, um, so she she lent him the money on condition that. Uh, um, she, they, he, we, he, we find a blend to suit her, you see. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Ian McLeod and Company and um, uh, Jamie bought a, a sort of off-the-peg blend which we then adjusted slightly and, the, um, and that became the Adelphi blend. And so, um, so that's my go-to and I can drink that like mother's milk. I find that so interesting because I find, well, often, not all the time, but with, with distilleries and individual distilleries, you have experts, but of course then perhaps they're master blenders or brand ambassadors and they've got connections to one distillery and of course they move about and stuff but it's very much this is what I represent but you're you're very much an advocate for the whole Scotch whiskey industry and of course you're our ambassador for it but I think it's so nice to have a voice for that actually well again you know I'm in a privileged position because I get to see you're, you're absolutely right because you know people who are working for a specific company they tend to focus necessarily on the, um, the whiskies that they make or that they own and so on. Um, and so I've got to kind of, this is, this is why, you know, the, 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 the industry, the individual companies employ me to assess whatever their, their whiskies, because I, I've got a broader, well, ideally a, a, a broader scope um, to, to, to consider them. N- you know, against against the, the uh, much you know, competitors, if you like. You mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I like about the Malt Whiskey Trail as well. Is that they're so it's funny for such such a competitive space and so many distilleries within Speyside. There's actually kind of a a unitedness about them. And if if you ask them and go, well, can you expand your favorite dram outside of your collection? What do you go for? And it's always it'll be the neighbouring distillery down the road. Is that right? Went, yeah. Is mm-hmm. that right? That's very interesting. It's it's. The, I mean, the, the, the Malt Whiskey Trail is, an, is, a, is a good example because the, the, it is, it's absolutely not done to badmouth your competitors. Now, they fight very hard in the markets. Remember that the, you know, 90% of, of Scotch whiskey is sold o- overseas, um, and the, 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 the brands will fight hard in China, for example. But they will also always support one another, and particularly on the production side. You know, the likes of Isla, for example... If if a pump goes down, you know, in, in one distillery, another distillery, a neighbouring distillery, will be prepared to lend them a pump to keep them going until they re- manage to replace the pump, something like that. So they, they 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 work together, and it's the very nature of the industry, you see, because the the traditional industry, for, which is based on blending, blending blended scotch, and so they all reciprocate, they trade spirit. So so if you've got a distillery. I've got a distillery, and you've got a blend, and I've got a blend. I want some of your whiskey in my my blend, and you want some of, of mine in yours. Mm-hmm. So, so at the beginning of the traditionally the the beginning of the of the of the distilling year, which is usually about sort of September time, um, I would say to you, and you would gear your production as would I, your annual production for the the, the requirement. So, I would say, look, I want you to fill a hundred casks for me this year. And then you say, well, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I would send you my casks. Traditionally, I would send my casks to you to be filled with spirit. And then either 
you would, uh, I would say, you, you hang on to them and mature them in your warehouses um, and I'll pay a, a little rent. Um, or I'll take them away and put them in my, my warehouses. And the same, same, same would be true. And sometimes the, the, the cost of spirit the, the might be slightly higher. I mean, it's very small amounts. Um, um, so you say, well, okay, well, we'll reciprocate. Your, 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 your spirit is, is worth, worth slightly more, so I'll order 120 casks uh, mm -hmm. from you. So money doesn't change hands, you see. So everybody is relying on everybody else. Listen to our podcast on Spotify, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook for the latest news, offers and exciting promotions. Cheerio and